0: Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Talk about disappointment. You may want to head to Buffalo today. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Friends, on the Dr. Pepper. Call in line, 888-SA-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Follow him on Twitter at ChrisCanty99. Me, at ChrisCarlin. Good afternoon, Christopher Kent. What's going on, big fella? It's hump day. It is hump day. There we go. And this feels like a pretty big hump for the Buffalo Bills. They're going to try to get over if they don't have Josh Allen on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And look, allow me to do a little bit of interpreting, if you will, of what we heard earlier from Sean McDermott. Here is the Bills head
1: coach.
2: What I've got on Josh is uh, he's day-to-day. And the next question will be, is he going to play? And the answer is, we'll see. Um, So based on the medical report
0: that that we have, uh, Josh is day-to-day. Day-to-day, not practicing. Interpreting that, not playing, we'll see you next week maybe. We don't need to play him this week. We'll let this play out. I'm going to be surprised if he does play this week. And when I hear day-to-day with the quarterback and I hear he's not practicing today, that makes me think that they're going to be extra cautious with josh allen which i completely understand on their part it's just how long is this going to be in in football coach speak chris we know they don't want to give up any sort of hint on anything and how severe an injury is
3: well yeah well listen he had a similar injury his rookie season that kept him out several games now i'm not saying that it's going to be you know this length you know he's going to be out for the next month but the fact that it took them a couple of days to make this announcement and to diagnose what was going on with them with the UCL and related nerves. Has me a little unsettled about what the ceiling is for this Buffalo Bills team because they came into the season as the favorite to win the Super Bowl, Carlin. They were the favorite. With Josh Allen's health being compromised, I don't see it like that. And furthermore, I don't necessarily know that they're going to be the ones that win the NFC, well, NFC, AFC East. Think about that. I, I mean, that, that, that's where I'm at with the Josh Allen injury concerns. And it's one thing for us to speculate, Carlin. It's another thing for Vegas' line to react. And talk about I that mean, for the, a th- second. This Let game opened up. Yeah, you know, Buffalo hosting the Minnesota Vikings. This game opened up with the Bills as nine and a half point favorites. It's now down to the Bills being three and a half point favorites. A touchdown? Better than a putt. Uh, I mean, Carlin, you're talking about. Josh Allen not playing in this game. That's Vegas doesn't what think they're saying.
0: Playing. Yeah, Vegas absolutely does not think he's playing. And I look, I get it, but from a Bills perspective and the bigger picture, Chris, I've never been worried about them all year long up until the last 24 hours. And I think anybody would truly say that, but what I've been thinking about more and more that has me worried is something that you brought up this week. The idea that even if he is back, if he is playing with this elbow injury, is it going to alter how the Bills are calling the game? Are they going to have him running the football less and not wanting to expose himself anymore to any unnecessary hits? The Bills can't play that way. They can't play in a cautious way with Josh Allen and expect to win. And I'm not – listen, if you're not playing Josh Allen like Josh Allen needs to play – your host, you mm-hmm. have you have stood on top of, of a, a soapbox all year talking about how the Buffalo Bills cannot run the football. No, they can't. And this is the only way they do it. And, Chris, even if Josh Allen is back, but they have to call it differently, as you pointed out, it completely changes my perception of what they are.
3: Yeah, I mean, you don't want them to have to miss games because your margin for error in the AFC East is razor thin, Carlin. You're talking about having an 0-2 record in the division, and the teams that are clipping at your heels, the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets, have 2-1 records in the division and both have head-to-head wins against you. So this is a situation, if you're Buffalo, where you've got to assess, you know, what are the prospects of our team if we're talking about Josh Allen having to sit out a couple of weeks? Is that going to be enough time for the injury to heal fully so we can call the games as we're accustomed to, or is this something that's going to be lingering for the rest of the year and we have to address it in the off season? Because if it's the latter, I would say this, Carlin, you got to change the way you call the game in order to have a ticket to the dance and make sure that you have an opportunity to to have this team realize their potential. But if it's the former and you're talking about him sitting out a couple of games and then being fully healthy, then I wouldn't be opposed to Sean McDermott going that route Simply because I think a fully healthy Josh Allen gives you a really good chance to actually win playoff
0: games when you get to the tournament, Chris. It it does not it does not ultimately uh, mean that the Bills cannot win on the road if they have to go on the road. It doesn't. Do I feel better if he's if, compromised? They can't win on the road. Or, no, it, but what I'm saying is if we're going to rest him and still make the playoffs. I'd, I'd rather do that. At but this point. what does the injury look like? Is it fully healed? You know
3: what I'm saying? like is this is this a situation where, if we rest him,
0: yeah, there's still the potential for
3: re-injury? Is there still the potential to aggravate it more and it becomes a pain tolerance issue? These are the things that I don't that I would want to know. These are the things that remain to be seen. And I think how they handle Josh Allen not only this week, but the coming weeks is going to tell us exactly how severe this injury is.
0: Here's Dominic Foxworth from earlier today. Uh, ESPN NFL analyst on exactly what it would mean for the Bills to
2: not have. Him. Knowing that they have Case Keenum backing him up, Like Case Keenum isn't going to be a Pro Bowl-level talent, but it's not a complete drop-off. It's not a, yeah. all right, you're, you're definitely going to lose, especially with the talent that they have and what we saw the Cowboys do early in the year with Cooper Rush. I think this team is talented enough to survive without Josh Allen because they need to have him healthy for the playoffs. But there's no guarantee that they get home field advantage. There's no guarantee that right. they even make the playoffs. In a tough division and a loaded AFC right now it's a bit yeah, scary see, he
0: kind of went both ways there on it he at he the both, beginning he both sides
3: <laughs>
2: oh, a little
0: bit a little bit it, 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 but again making the point that if he's going to be okay for the playoffs and be 100 for the playoffs then you'd rather go that way we we just don't know that i mean to your point dan graziano brings this up it, you gotta remember it's not just about throwing the ball, it's about stiff arms with both hands. It's about the way he plays yeah. and uses every body part to fight four inches on the field. Yeah. And so you have to tweak it to protect him. And then we're then you have to turn around and ask Devin Singletary and your offensive line and James Cook or whomever to be better and all of a sudden figure it out when no. they haven't all year.
3: No, that's not gonna happen. And that's why I respect Case Keenum because he's a quality backup in our league. But when we saw Case Keenum at his best, you're talking about the Minnesota Vikings in 2017, Carlin, when Mm -hmm. they got to a conference championship game Yep. and they played against the Philadelphia Eagles. Like Case Keenum was a good quarterback. He had a top-10 run game supporting him. Nick Foles, who was on the other side of that, decent backup quarterback, had a top-10 run game supporting him. That's not the situation in Buffalo, which is why they need Josh Allen. If you're going to ask Case Keenum to rear back and chuck the ball 40 times, you're going to be in a way, and that's not good. So I I just look at the situation for what it is. Josh Allen, there's a reason why he accounts for 84% of the Buffalo Bills' yards. It's because they need him to, Carlin. It's not like they have an option. It's a reason why they go with design runs on short yardage situations and in the red zone. It's because they got to have it. There is no better option. Uh, He's got 31 first downs running the ball, Carlin. James Cook and Devin Singletary combined have 22. All I'm simply saying is they are reliant on Josh Allen, not because they choose to be, it's because they have to be in order to execute their formula for success. If he's compromised in any way, there is a ceiling on this team, and it's not where they expect to go.
0: They're going to be an early exit in the playoffs if he's not 100% healthy. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by dr pepper it ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold dr pepper the one fans deserve what you deserve right now is to hear from the great Keyshawn johnson who joins us right now of course of Keyshawn, j will and max we get his thoughts on this josh allen situation key canty and carlin okay he's day to day he's not practicing today uh interpret that for me as a player what do you hear when you hear sean mcdermott say that about josh allen
1: well first of all you don't have to call me great because i wasn't great i was just a solid overrated football player that turned into the media now in terms of (laughs) in in terms of everything that goes with with uh well because you know that's what the twitter trolls would say so i just felt like i would do that too um in terms of josh allen and I was listening to Mr. Analytical Statistical Guy give out all the numbers <laughs> co-host. If, if in fact, he does not play, and I said this and I'll continue to keep saying it, this is not a championship-caliber defense that can carry a team. This is not a championship-caliber run game that can carry a team along with a defense. This is not the 85 Bears, the Baltimore Ravens, the Ray Lewis, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of Deer Brooks and Simeon Rice and company. It's not the... the, the uh, Aaron donald led the San francisco 49ers led Super Bowl teams of defense this is a team that needs Josh Allen in the lineup if Josh Allen is to miss any significant time they might as well start to pack up just like us and get ready to go watch the Super Bowl in the big toaster in Arizona you know and so when I look at where they're at right now and it's alarming it's puzzling it's it's probably a little bit of a a, a mystery in terms of the, the locker room trying to understand what they're going to do without their leader underneath the center. Uh, you Typically, when you don't practice on Wednesday, you're probably not going to practice on Thursday, which means mm-hmm. you're probably not going to play on Sunday.
3: Yeah, and Key, you're, you're right about that. I mean, you can look at the line in Vegas. It opened up with the Bills as nine-and-a-half point favorites. Now it's down to three-and-a-half, so it feels like they're saying that Josh Allen isn't going to play and looking at the team that's on the other side of that matchup in the Minnesota Vikings, just how good are the Vikings? They're 7-1 with their only loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are undefeated. Exactly where are you on Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings?
1: You know, I, I like the Minnesota Vikings. The problem that you have is that name you just mentioned, Kirk Cousins, oh. right? The only yeah. reason why I think you had Kirk Cousins is because when he was at Washington, I think a lot of people still hold Washington against him. Look at me now. Whatever he said, it was kind of you know corny. Or, well, oh, you funny. like that? You like, that. People, yeah, you like no. that? Yeah, you like that? yeah, you like that. I think I think a lot of people hold that against him, which is silly. They hold him getting paid the type of top dollar for top notch quarterbacks that hadn't done anything. They hold that against him, so he's got a lot of stuff held against him. But he's still winning football games, and he's a solid quarterback. If you took the jersey off of him and you put Brady on the back of that jersey, or you put in just another name without the, you know, baggage, so to speak, with his past history of bad games on big nights, things of that nature, you would jump him the down for Minnesota. But, mm. Carlin, Kirk Cousins is holding Minnesota back from getting the national attention that they deserve because he's the quarterback.
0: Because every time they playing... he's bad. Yeah, but every time they're playing prime time, and he doesn't look good, so that doesn't exactly get them a ton of attention. It's Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, there's this... a lot
1: of, but there's a lot of quarterbacks that you can point to that struggle in prime time or struggle in certain environments, but we don't focus in on that with them, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's something about him that is polarizing that people just don't like. And so, when you don't like somebody, you'll find any excuse to knock their—I don't know—to knock their play to knock what any, any excuse, and you know that, Canty. They'll find any excuse to say, "Ah, the guy—that ah, was almost intercepted." Well, it wasn't intercepted, okay? It wasn't.
0: I will tell you what—the chains and the uh, no shirt made me like him a little bit more. I thought that was tremendous on the plane the other day, Kate. Uh, Kate. Can Aaron Rodgers? What is speak? with these
1: quarter? What is it with these quarterbacks celebrating on planes and doing stuff on planes nowadays? <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> you have, have what you Kirk got Russell was Wilson was doing.
3: What, hey, Key, I'd rather have what <laughs> Kirk Cousins was doing than what Russell Wilson was doing, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> hey, I, Key, I got to ask you about a franchise that's near and dear to you, the New York Jets. Um, they were able to get a big time win at home against a team in the Buffalo Bills, who a lot of people have favored to be the number one seed in the AFC. What did you see from the Jets, and what have you seen from their quarterback, Zach Wilson, this season?
1: Well, I haven't seen a whole lot from Zach. I mean, what I saw against Buffalo is what I need to see the rest of the season. Mm. Don't have him throw the ball more than 25 times a game. Get about 200 yards and a touchdown. Don't turn the ball over. Run the football and let the defense win it for you. That's what I need to see. When you do what they did against New England, Dropping him back 40-something times, you're not going to win. Yeah. Just not going to win.
0: Okay, speaking of unlikable quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers. uh, Can Aaron Rodgers be the reason that the Packers win the Super Bowl again? Not this year necessarily, but,
1: you know, next couple of years while he's still around? Is he going to still be around?
2: I don't know. He's still a good quarterback.
1: I I think he just had a bad year. I think he's still a good quarterback but uh you know we'll see he's got to he's got to pick up the pieces cuz of some of those pieces that are just completely going in a different direction for him i mean he's i mean I, you know he was pointing the finger at everybody but himself today
3: well key what or exactly yesterday, better yet key what exactly do the packers need in order to get back on track even if it's not this year what do you see from them this season and what do they need to address? What has to be their top priorities going into the 2023 offseason if Aaron Rodgers is going to
1: win another Super Bowl in Green Bay? They've got to fix their defense. They've got to fix their defense. They may need to add a young, another young kind of explosive wide receiver. I don't think they need to go out and I think Romeo Diles, Christian Watson, will be just fine. Um, I, I think they need to do better on defense. They just need to do better. I mean, they got players. They, they're talented. You know, they added pieces. They didn't. I mean, they lost Devontae Adams, but you know, they still got receivers. They mm-hmm. got the running backs from a year ago. They got the defensive. Kenny Clark is still there. You know, uh, the kid uh, Rashad is still there. Uh, Alexander, the DB, still there. So they their players are still there.
3: Yeah, they got seven first round draft picks on the defensive side of the
0: ball, but they're still god awful on defense.
1: Uh-huh. I can't explain it. got stuff to fix.
0: Key, last one. Where should Odell sign?
1: Dallas Cowboys. And it's not even close? I wouldn't even think about another team. Yeah, I wouldn't even think about another team. What other team is there to go to? Kansas City, I got two bad knees. I got a bad knee with two surgeries. It's too cold. Buffalo, I don't even know what the quarterback is. It's too cold. Dallas Cowboys, I could still be Odell Beckham. I don't have to worry about people knocking me for being OBJ. I know I got a quarterback that's going to be there for a while. I got an owner who's willing to spend money. I got a defense that's solid and sound and two other receivers where I don't have to be the guy. Simple. It's not that hard.
0: Key, awesome. We appreciate it, man. Thanks.
1: Yes. The great (laughs) Keyshawn Johnson.
0: (laughs) All right, Key, we'll get with you, man. Uh, is that better? See, if I say that, it just sounds, all right, Key, we'll get with you. Well, no, I, I played like... with him. Though. No, I know. That's my former teammate. It's I know. Little, it's a little
3: bit different. It's a little bit different. I tell you what, there's a rare instance, though, where you, me, and Key all agree OBJ needs to go to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's. We, we all agree. Like, there is a consensus. between well, the and don't. And there is an agreement. Stop doing that. You're just what being you a mean? contrarian.
0: I, I, I'm not being a contrarian. You are being a contrarian. I'm, I'm talking think, about it. A... You think that Dallas is a
3: good place for Beckham? As long as they don't become pass-happy. As
0: long as they don't become pass-happy yes. and they don't get too infatuated with who he is, then yes. Yes, I think yes. Beckham can do for the Cowboys what he did for the Rams last year. I never feel less cool than when I'm talking to Key. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what that is. He kind of takes away takes away your bald mamba swag? A little bit. Yeah. I don't know. He's got some kind of a power over me to do that. Can I give you your swag back? Please. Because your parlay last night hit, my brother. Well, I listen. I'd yeah. love to take. Hey. I, I would love to take credit, but we got to give credit where credit is too. What's up, Matlack?
3: Well, you said hockey, and I brought up the bread man, Panarin. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. came through in fine fashion. And then
0: Matlack had the Canadians. Here's the bottom line: Canadians it was touch and go for a second. Yes, it was. It was touch and go. <laughs> I saw them go to OT. I'm like, yeah. oh, it was uh-oh. touch and go, but. Bottom line, we made got some picked. money. We made some money. That's old check mark. Right there you there. go. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thank you, Matt Lack. Thank you. <laughs> Sweating out just
2: a tad bit when we got there. It was so weird rooting for the Canadians, by the way, but it was for our beautiful listeners who deserve some Okay,
0: money. a Super Bowl contender <laughs> playing with a quarterback <laughs> who is just barely in the top half of the league. Is that right? That can't be right. Apparently, to someone it is. We'll explain next. Canty and Garland, ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Max Kellerman from Keyshawn J. Will and Max.
2: They told us we can give you guys anything we wanted. So, what does everyone want? We're giving you cash. You
1: want to talk about money. We're giving away $10,000 a day. And all you have
0: to do is listen for your chance to win. Be listening at this time tomorrow for your
3: chance to win with Keyshawn J. Will and Max.
2: Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? 16th. 16th?
0: Apparently so, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on your bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit progressive. dot com. Okay, so this morning on J and Max, Max ranked his quarterbacks this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was supposed to be from one to ten or fifteen, I believe. Okay, and it ended up being one to sixteen. The top half of the league. Sixteenth. If I asked you who, who was the sixteenth quarterback, would you have guessed it was Kirk Cousins based on what we've heard this year?
3: Uh, I would not have guessed if you asked me who the who, you know who was sixteenth. Would it be Kirk? I wouldn't have guessed Kirk Cousins unless I knew this was Max Kellerman putting <laughs> together this list. And Max Kellerman does stuff for shock and awe a lot of the times. And I also know Max Kellerman loves the numbers. And right now, the numbers, you know, aside from the basic passing statistics, aren't great. When you look at the advanced metrics and analytics, Kirk Cousins is 18th in QBR. So the, I, I got to believe that that QBR metric is what Max is basing a lot of his top 16 quarterbacks list
0: off of. Well, here he and Keyshawn are this morning talking about his list and where he fits. Simi Garoppolo. Rather have him than Kirk Cousins. Easy. Look,
1: man. I like Jimmy too, but he's not playing like Kirk Cousins. Except it's that your, he took over a team that was like, "Oh my God, what's wrong game. with them?" He took over that team, and now everyone's picking them to go to the Super Bowl. The, Why no, is that? No, everyone picking them to go to the Super Bowl because Christian McCaffrey McCaffrey's came. Picked up. Wait
0: a
3: minute, and
1: they got a defense. So, there what? Nobody about... picking them to go to no damn Super Bowl with no Jimmy damn Garoppolo. Is let, let
0: me... <laughs> that <laughs> wrong? He's not wrong. And if we're going based on this year. I don't know how you can do that. And look, I, I've been as critical of Kirk Cousins as, as anybody. You We have two, and we understand why. Because for whatever reason, when the games seem to matter, he is not very good. Or when they are in prime time, he is not very good. But you can't argue with the fact that they are 7-1 and one this year, in large part due to him. And has anybody has anybody remotely considered that maybe Kevin O'Connell has had a profoundly different effect on what Kirk Cousins is doing this year.
3: Yeah, he's got an offensive-minded coach in the prime of his career, and he's got arguably the best wide receiver in the game in Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Not to mention Dalvin Cook, who's a great running back and a receiver out of the backfield, Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne, and the newly added T.J. Hawkinson. I think the biggest difference in how Kirk Cousins is playing this year, though, Carl, and outside of the head coach, is the offensive line being stabilized. They got the same five guys that they started the season with. They're second in terms of the most snaps together as an offensive line unit in the National Football League through the halfway point. So when you add up all of those ingredients, you're going to get better quarterback play. And for Max to try to diminish what Kirk Cousins has done, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Kirk Cousins is top 10 in touchdown passes this year, Carlin. Yeah. And most importantly, his team has the second-best record in the entire NFL, and the only black eye that they have on their resume so far is losing to the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. So I I just don't understand what more you want from Kirk Cousins this year. The the guy's going to have the division wrapped up, Carlin, by Thanksgiving. He's going to have the – they would have been crowned the NFC North champs if they run the table from now to Thanksgiving Day. I mean, that's how – think about that. That's unheard of to have that happen in a 17-game season, Carlin. But
0: that's where the Minnesota Vikings are right now. Well, you know what Kirk Cousins is? He's also an easy target. He's a very easy target. I mean, part of what Key said, I think is accurate, is that he hasn't always come across as the most likable guy. And then you also have the primetime thing to knock him for. But let me ask you but this question. But his teammates question. like him, though, Carlin. Yes, and, and that that's that was what obvious matters. in that
3: plane ride back, and they showed that video yep. with him all the chains on, shirt off, dancing. His teammates love him. Zarius yep. Smith was right there, right there with it all being recorded, and he's one of the best players on the team. They absolutely love him. Carlin, if they believe in him, based on what I've seen on the field this year, that's enough for me to buy stock in the Minnesota Vikings.
0: All right, so uh, I'll ask you this question. If they are in your top five, as they have been for the last couple of weeks, yes. Are they a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, with that being the case, I don't know how you can put him there. And then, listen, Max does love the numbers. We understand that. Mm -hmm. And Max does love him to Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah. But, like, how do we put Justin Herbert? He had Justin Herbert 7th on the list this year. He had Tom Brady 13th on the list this year. Mm. And we know that Max, with Tom Brady, there's that. You know, you're done and all
3: that. Yeah, he tried to
0: predict that back in, what, the mid-2010s? Yes, and it's not a knock on Max, but listen, this list, we can't always... And this is what drives me nuts, not just about this instance, but in general. When we sit here and strictly evaluate players by numbers as opposed to the eye test and and those kinds of things. Because Mm. I do think... When you personally sit there and really look at the picture as a whole, and we're not going strictly off numbers, you wonder, you have a much clearer picture. You factor everything in.
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, numbers tell some of the story. They just don't tell all of the story, and that's why you have to actually watch the games. I mean, just go back to last week against the Commanders. That was a close ball game in the fourth quarter, Carlin. And what was the decisive play? The touchdown pass that Kirk Cousins threw to Dalvin Cook. I mean, think about that, man. That's a big-time play by Kirk Cousins in a got to have a situation. Right off of a turnover, they had picked off Taylor Heineke, and they're in the red zone. Second play throws a dime to Dalvin Cook on a real route. Carlin, you can't walk into Dalvin Cook any better. And Kirk Cousins is a quarterback that's capable of making those throws when he has the requisite time. This is a player that has a, a win on his resume in the postseason. Why would we not buy into the Minnesota Vikings as being title contenders? They have the second-best record in all of football.
0: Absolutely. Is Tua Tagovailoa the third-best quarterback in football this year? <sighs> no. No. Max has him just behind Mahomes and Allen. No. no he has no. him J- ahead of Jalen Hurts. J- no, no, no.
3: Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts Jalen is Hurts. in front of him. Jalen Hurts.
0: Is Lamar in front of him? Mm, close. It's close. It's close.
3: close. It's close. Geno Smith is in that conversation, too. He's been unbelievable. G- Gino Smith is in that conversation too. If you look at Gino and Tua's numbers, they're virtually identical. Yeah, I, I feel like Gino can step into the Miami Dolphins situation with those weapons and do yes. what Tua's doing. I don't know that Tua can step into that situation with the Seattle
0: Seahawks and do what Gino's doing. <laughs> I mean, just, just to add a little more further context and to really rip on Max a little bit more, uh, he's got Jacoby Brissett 11th in front of Kirk Cousins, five spots in front of Kirk Cousins. What are we doing?
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, eleven. That Jacoby Brissett. Yes. Why uh, he's got Jacoby Brissett? What, hold on. What, what 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 would be the argument
3: for Jacoby Brissett being there? I I don't know. Is it? It has to be just based off of QBR. I, I'm assuming Jacoby Brissett has seven touchdown passes to five picks.
0: What are we talking about? Yeah. This is I I I listen. I, I don't under I don't understand. He's 7th in QBR.
3: He's 7th in QBR. Jacoby Brissett has more turnovers this year than he has touchdown passes. What are we talking about?
0: Yeah. What are we talking about? We're talking about Brissett being ahead of Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo.
3: Stop, 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 stop. Kirk Kirk Cousins. Stop, 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 stop. stop, stop. The list loses all the credibility. You want me to say the whole list? The the list. list loses all credibility when you have Jacoby Brissett Ahead of Kirk Cousins. No credibility whatsoever. Oh,
0: Sorry, Max. Can't you Carl on ESPN Radio? That's ridiculous. And on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, let, let's hear from, where is the Jacoby Brissett? Uh, you have it. Okay. Matt, uh, Evan, play the, what do you got on Jacoby Brissett? Let it fly.
3: What? How, how, how what? are you just going to say something arbitrary, like probably a little better? Where's your evidence to support that? Where's the empirical data to say Jacoby Brissett has played better than Kirk Cousins? Jacoby Brissett has one of the best run games in all of football. How how are you gonna come out there and say he's played better than Kirk Cousins, who has a seven one record? If I last may. time I checked, if, the, the Cleveland Browns are
0: three and five. If you ever want to know how you can't take QBR completely seriously, I'm listening. Here's how. Oh. Jacoby Brissett this year. Yep. 64% completion percentage. Mhm. has thrown 50 less uh is this right? He has thrown 50 less passes than Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. 50 less. 1860 yards, seven touchdowns, five interceptions. Kirk Cousins 65% better. Uh 2000 uh no, uh yeah, 2000, 2000 yards. Passing, yeah. Yep. 13 touchdowns, six interceptions. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins' QBR is 50. Jacoby Brissett's is 62. How can I take that seriously? Like I said, it's not everything. It's something. There's a reason why we keep track of the numbers, but it's not everything, which is why you have to watch the games. Canty and Carl at ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We also encourage you to watch on the ESPN app by simply opening up the app and clicking the watch button. And there we are. Bang. So, more news out of Brooklyn. It seems like we're going to have a headline out of Brooklyn every week this year. And most of them are not going to be because of how great the Nets are playing. But there is a headline out of Brooklyn today And a major reversal, of course, we'll discuss next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
2: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin.
0: It was a lock. It was a lock. It was completely a lock. And then the Nets changed their minds. And whether or not it was actually just their decision to not hire Ime Adoka, or they were getting some urging from some more powerful voices around the league, or... From Boston, maybe? I don't know. What do you think, Carlin? With
3: all of the things that are going on with the Nets, the Kyrie Irving of it all, Ben Simmons being in one, not being a shell of his former self, I just it felt like a situation where they couldn't add another layer on top of that with the baggage that Eme was bringing in. And you you called it as soon as the speculation around Udoka started with the Nets, you said that if he were to sign with the Brooklyn Nets. And they hired him to be their next head coach. What he did in Boston was going to come to light. Look, Look, how egregious it was to the point where they felt like they had to terminate him indefinitely. Or suspend him indefinitely. All of that stuff then comes out. You know him having an inappropriate relationship with a subordinate after being warned. Uh, by the organization formally for doing so, like that—that that stuff. If that stuff starts to percolate to the surface, that stains his re- that stains his resume and his character. It makes it hard for the Brooklyn Nets to turn the page forward when it comes to their head coaching situation and all the other drama that they've been dealing with with Kyrie.
0: And not that I'm worried about Ime Odoka at all, but Chris, frankly, it's better for him to not have the job right now because if you're in Boston. And let's say you're that you're you're somebody that was directly affected by this whole thing, mm-hmm. and you're still pretty angry. That wound is wide open, and you're going to watch him go take over the Nets franchise just like that yeah. inside of two months. There'd be some pretty angry people, and I wouldn't blame them. And I wouldn't blame them for speaking up and letting some people know. You know what? Here's really what happened. Let's yeah. talk about
3: that. Yeah, we were and, trying to protect this guy. Yeah. by suspending him for. Uh, uh indefinite term
0: and we'll reassess
3: after the or, season
0: or the, the you know anybody that was directly affected by his actions yes if there were which were several people by yes. the way there was the one inappropriate relationship but there were several unwanted advances as yes. well that were reported yes and comments that were made and yeah. if you're one of those people and your boss has come to you and say here's what we're doing we're suspending him for an entire year but he's not going to coach us again He's, he's going to be somewhere else. And a month and a half later, he's somewhere else? Do I feel like I got justice for my situation? No. No, you don't. But here's what's confusing of it all. When the
3: reports initially surfaced about what the Boston Celtics were doing in their discipline for Emei, it was it was stated that they gave him the choice to be fired, to resign, or to take the indefinite suspension. And he's the one that chose the indefinite suspension. Yeah. So it just leads me to believe that what he did was so egregious that he felt that it was okay to be putting time out for a year and then to reassess what his options were at the end of the season. Well,
0: this is what I'm saying, Chris. Even for him, and I trust me when I tell you, I am not worried about him in the least. But if he wants to be a head coach in a league again, like he could have taken the job and a week later been gone. Yeah, you know, with all that stuff that could have come out. Yeah, if he we could sits have had out a Carlos year now, Beltron situation. Yes, yeah. if he sits out a year now, somebody, you know, he other his, people. He, Carlin, he, he served, served his parents. parents. That's yes. what
3: it comes. It's like okay, he did yes. something that was wrong. He sat out for a year, cost him a year in his coaching prime. Now he'll have an opportunity to take a
0: job. I don't know who the the people in the room were who were speaking the truth to Josiah or Sean Marks or whoever it was, but credit to them and thank God that Josiah and, and Marks finally listened. Mother's
3: Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
2: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and N.A. Member FDSE.
1: You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for Pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio.